1: Hello and welcome back to the Rebels Podcast. This is our 19th episode of Season 2 for the episode Mystery of Chopper Base. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey,
0: what's happening, Rebels fans? I'm sorry, let me let me do something real quick. I gotta turn off The Force Awakens. I'm watching that right now. <laughs> oh, no, wait a minute. That's not right, huh? What's going on, Mike? Hey. Yeah. Just real quick, like, I'm starting to get a little uh, jealous about all these Postings of everybody having this Blu ray already. What the hell is going on here? You know what I'm saying? I mean, of course, we can watch it. Like, I can watch it right now. Don't get me wrong. There's ways of watching it. But, yes,
1: (laughs) I want to see those
0: damn deleted scenes and they show us these trailers and all that. It's just like, wow. And then seeing everybody have it already, I'm like, what the heck is going on? I need to find out somebody. I need to know somebody in Walmart or Target or Best
1: Buy to give me one of those. definitely yeah yeah it's it the the blu-ray has fallen off of a few trucks um and into the hands of some people so and some people have gotten it in legitimate ways like uh, uh jimmy mack from rebel force radio posted uh yesterday that he got a copy and and i'm sure that that was lucasfilm sending him a copy yeah um and uh and you know like like lucasfilm's very good to us oh yeah for sure but they they did not send us a copy, they didn't send me a copy. Um, they had, hey Lucasfilm, you you have my mailing address. I know you have my mailing address. Actually, that's not true. I moved. You you, you don't. But oh, somebody else is enjoying it then. But we have no. We have a redirect going. Okay. Like the post office knows to send anything here. So, um, anyways, I I, you know, I I'll let it go this time, Lucasfilm. But. Uh, you know, in the future. Oh man. Yeah. On that list. We're close now. Um, yeah, we're
0: getting close. We're almost there. We're almost there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I, you know, actually maybe if we win the star Wars podcast awards, uh, then, uh, then, Ooh. then we'll be even closer. But I, uh, I voting is closed. It closed on the 24th. Um, and, uh, and I think now we're just waiting to hear. I don't know when here, let me bring it up. Let me bring that. I'll just go to there. Their Facebook page. Um, I don't know when the when the actual um, winners are going to be announced. Uh I don't uh, know. Three hours left to vote. Uh, okay, I don't think that they've announced no. when when they're going to be um, um, announcing the winners. Yeah, I, they're tallying the votes as we speak. Yeah, and their website is not working right now. Oh, there it is. There it is. It just takes a while to load. Uh, let's see what they've got in the blog. Um, man, their site's slow. Uh, the finals are here. Yeah. So so we don't know yet when when the winners will be announced. Uh, Hopefully soon. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but we are nominated in the retired podcast category for Frontlines: The Clone Wars podcast, as well as in the TV review show um, for the Rebels podcast. Yeah. Which uh, which you know, like I I think I said it on the last episode. I really hope that we win the the retired podcast because that would be really cool, yeah. um, and I would consider that a win for both podcasts. But, oh, for sure. Um, but it would be great to also win. For rebels, as well. Yeah, but uh, but we'll see. We're we're getting we're up against some stiff competition. Oh so. boy! Yeah, <laughs> so, we're up against heavyweights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I the it, the aforementioned off. Rebel Force Radio has has basically a podcast in every category. Yeah. So um, so yeah, that's a little bit it's 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 steep competition, but uh, but I, I believe in us. I believe that we can do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like David versus Goliath, but uh, you never yeah. know. You never yeah. know. Like yeah, you said know. last week, it's just cool to to make it that far. I, you know, like yes, yeah, for sure. I mentioned I had no idea this was going on. I just saw it on Twitter one day, I'm like, what the heck is yeah. this? And then like, oh wow, okay. Yeah, cool. and
1: and you know, if you're if you're checking us out for the first time, uh, as a result of of seeing us on on that nomination list, then uh, that's awesome. Welcome, welcome yeah, to the welcome. podcast. So uh, yeah, we hopefully got couple- you enjoy.
0: it. Couple more episodes left. We got some big stuff coming, yeah. especially. Yeah. Uh, this is we're talking about the penultimate episode here, and this was one of those episodes that was a yeah. little ominous, and we'll get into that. Yeah,
1: you know, uh, there was a lot more in this episode that's relating to the overall story than I right. expected there to be. I thought that this was going to be a completely one-off, predictable episode. Yeah. But there were a few moments in it that I think are really important for yeah. what's coming next.
0: Yeah, for sure. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, just a couple of things before we get there. Uh, and, there's, I, you know, there's not a lot of news right now. I mean, everybody's waiting for The Force Awakens Blu-ray and and we're waiting for Rogue One and Rebels is kind of tell tail- off. There was a... I mean, there's been a huge push, Mike, for the, the, the Season 2 finale. We've gotten, yeah. like, three separate, like, somewhat part trailers and clips about what's coming and it's just, like, crazy. It's mostly concerning uh, revolving around Darth Maul. So. Um, definite big push for, for next week. Uh, yeah. Just real quick, though, um, I guess Gary Whitta is writing another episode of Rebels, which as far as like news, like I think that the connective tissue here is that Gary Whitta was part of the, the writing of Rogue One. and he's coming back to do a Rebels episode, which he's done before. And I think, just like I said, the part of this that's more intriguing is that, as we know from Kathleen Kennedy, she said there could be a chance where these worlds collide, where one, um, you know, characters could show up in either one. And I think that is the part that is kind of intriguing when Gary Witt is coming in to do something. Maybe he is gonna introduce somebody in Rebels that we might see in Rogue One. So I think that's the point to take away from this story about Gary Whitta coming back. Even though it's not a huge story, you kind of try to read between the lines. And, and maybe that is something we could see. So
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm just trying to look up um, what episode he did write.
0: I know. I was trying to think of that because I couldn't uh, tell you what he wrote. Um, I mean, it's something, something in season one, right? It was like towards the beginning, I thought. Was it in season one? I thought
1: it was, but I, um, it's been a while. Cause he didn't write anything in season two. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm pretty sure it was one of the, one of the, I don't mean, have to be season one, but that's what I was thinking of when I, no, he didn't
1: write anything in season one either. Um, maybe you're thinking of Greg Weissman. You might, might be putting the two of them together. Maybe,
0: maybe I am yeah. just
1: cause it's Gary would a Greg Weissman. Right. Um, yeah. and I, I've done that before, but, um, yeah, no, he, whatever he wrote hasn't aired yet. Um,
0: so some probably some obviously for season three then I, yeah, I was thinking he so, came in so, but
1: you're right yeah maybe so is that maybe he's writing yet another episode um, which would be interesting mm-hmm. um, it would be interesting to see that and and I think that, that 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 would be pretty cool I I do think I do think if you're bringing in Gary Whitta to write an episode of Rebels and I think we talked about this the last time that his name came up in this capacity. I uh, that you are doing that to introduce a the character
0: one. yeah yeah
1: you're you're yeah. doing that like because because he is responsible for creating those characters so he's going to cover um, the the introduction of that character their their backstory so right um, yeah I man you know what? Rogue One is not that far away <laughs> and we're so busy thinking about The Force Awakens on Blu-ray yeah. and the season 2 finale and and I and I think I said this last week like once that stuff's off the plate we're going to be fully focused on Rogue One. The mm-hmm. the marketing's going to going to start hitting hard because yeah. a month after The Force Awakens comes out on Blu-ray, Captain America Civil War comes out and the trailer there will be something mm-hmm. whether or not it's the teaser that we've all that that you and I saw at, at Star Wars celebration along with a very packed room full of other people yeah um, not as packed as you would have thought though I I you know no, I, no. I, it, but they tricked us they put it on a Sunday on the Sunday morning or whatever as like, Oh yeah, and then we're gonna talk to 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 Gareth Edwards and and uh, Trank, and yeah. Josh Trank. Yeah. And uh, Josh Trank obviously didn't show up for the reasons that everybody is now fully aware.
0: Oh of. no no no, he was sick. Remember? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> he was sick. Yeah
0: right. He, he was sick. He was definitely um, sick because he got kicked off of the project. But hey. Yeah.
1: Well, somebody was sick, and I think it was Kathleen Kennedy was sick of him. Yeah but, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah man oh. <sighs> I think we've talked about that already. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was great. But, uh, wow. The connective tissue there is Simon Kinberg, right? Simon yeah. Kinberg is is an executive producer on on Rebels, on The Force Awakens, on uh, Rogue One. Uh, like Simon Kinberg is is hugely connected to all of this. Yeah. Um, to to the to the relaunch of Star Wars, and uh, Simon Kinberg also heavily connected to the Marvel side of things, um, and and. Uh, worked with Josh Trank on uh, Fantastic Four. Right. And Fantastic Four was apparently a nightmare. Just a nightmare. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, if if a person is directly connected to both productions, and the rumor is that, that Simon Kinberg had to come in and direct sequences of Fantastic Four yeah. because, because Trank was not available for one reason or another and uh, and you know if a producer has to step in and direct sequences of a movie mm-hmm. i think that that uh that tells you everything you need to know about about what happened in that production obviously that's a rumor but uh, but even still it it's uh yeah it's uh it's it's one of those things uh, uh it's so funny to think back to that we thought we were going to sit down and we were going to hear about both movies and it was gonna be the first time that we heard any details about this Josh Trank film. And uh, <laughs> yeah. sadly that was not to be, but but they did make up for it by giving us that teaser of Route one. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh you know, Wit is coming back, that's cool. Like you said, we were we were looking at maybe like you said, I think you're exactly right. It's introducing a character yeah. we might see in Rebels, that'd be really cool. So
1: And there are so many characters to introduce us to. Oh and, yeah. And yeah. um yeah, I think like that. That is going to be something that happens very soon. I think, um, man, I'm gonna. I'll go out on a limb here. I think as as soon as, uh, possibly as soon as the season finale of Rebels, mm-hmm. um, there may be an opportunity at the end of this episode, at the end of the next episode, uh, the one hour, to. Uh, to introduce us to some characters, because if you remember, like we finished season one, and there in Rebels Recon, there was a there was an introduction to Phoenix Squadron, right? Right. Um. There, we might get something similar. We might we might find out something about about some characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause man, I feel like they have to make up lost ground right now because. I, I I think people are so focused on Batman v Superman and Civil War, um, and and even a little bit Ninja Turtles, let's say, and and some of the other big stuff. Independence Day, oh man, mm-hmm. who's not excited about Independence Day Resurgence, <laughs> right? Right, yeah. that movie's gonna be awesome. But uh, I I think that people are so focused on these other things that are going on uh, in in Hollywood that nobody's even like because nothing has really been put out there nobody really is talking about rogue one and i think that they need to they need to get that train up to speed because by this time last year with uh the force awakens we were all oh man we had we had gotten character names we'd gotten the first teaser and uh and we were kind of champing at the bit to to get more details yeah about we were
0: just a couple weeks away from a full trailer or not full trailer but the first trailer
1: Yeah, Mm. but uh, but with Rogue One, it feels almost like um, it's not even happening. You know what I mean? Like like I like I don't really even think about it that often, and it's just because we don't have any details yet.
0: Yeah, it's crazy to think that it's only like, geez, we're almost in April, and it's it's just eight months away or so. It's like this is crazy. I mean, uh, it's gonna be a push here fairly soon, but yeah, man, we're just everybody's wondering like when are we gonna get anything from this thing? It's just like you said, it's been a ghost town for this. For this yeah. movie so far, but it will, it'll come. You know, once I think we get past uh, April and the big Captain USA movie, uh, yeah. Civil War, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get a good push. Um, the other thing we saw was, as far as news, it looks like if you're a fan of soundtracks and if you're a fan of the Rebels music, you're gonna get a, a soundtracks for season one and two. So, all of you soundtrack buffs out there, you should be happy about that. Getting some Kevin Kiner. Uh, stylings from Rebel Season One and Two. So that was kind of the other thing that came out of any any Star Wars Rebels news uh, over the. He, I guess he was at WonderCon and he tweeted that. So I'm surprised we haven't got much out of WonderCon as far as any more news. But it's kind of a yeah, it's a smaller. You know, it's a smaller uh, con. It, so.
1: it, it is a smaller convention, yeah. and it is it, as we record this. It's Saturday morning, right? At, uh, let's see, eight fifty-four. So, yeah. um, if if anything's gonna happen, it's probably gonna happen in the next day or two, right? So, uh, so by the time we release this episode, all of our information will be outdated. <laughs> uh, but such is the bane of every podcaster yeah, ever. Like, I, every podcast I listen to that's news based, it's like like that's topical it's always like and so last week after we released our episode they thought that they would announce blah 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 yeah uh and uh yeah that's 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 perfectly normal it's par for the course yeah that's
0: uh that's all that's really going on though i mean uh nothing else like i said just everybody's kind of waiting for april 1st and april 5th to really sink uh sink their teeth into all that blu-ray stuff so that's what's going on anything else mike you want to hit before we hit the recap
1: I uh, no, that's no. It. I think that's it. Um, vote for Ahsoka in the in the um, This Is Madness tournament. Uh, I think that she'll be up on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, other than that, yeah. Uh, it looks like it. It looks like Luke Skywalker is going to win over Han Solo. Wow, uh, which is interesting. But they have the whole weekend to to vote, and it's fifty-seven to forty-three right Ooh, now. That's tight. Nick. Yeah. So that. I mean that is that is about as tight as it gets. But over on the other side, Palpatine versus Darth Maul, it's forty seven percent to fifty three for Darth Maul. Hmm. So Darth Maul is winning that one out. Which like, I'm 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 fully with them. I uh, uh, Darth Maul, you know, before the Clone Wars, and definitely uh, you know he's shown up in Rebels on Wednesday. Um, but before the, they brought him back in the Clone Wars, Darth Maul was like a throwaway character for me like he was even more of a throwaway character than Jar Jar because Jar Jar is in three of the six movies but Darth Maul was just in one and he doesn't really say anything and he doesn't really do anything he's just uh he was just a prop right mm-hmm. but then Clone Wars brought him back and made him Darth Maul right so uh Dave if, if Darth Maul wins over Palpatine then Dave Filoni and Sam Witwer deserve like a uh i don't know a cake or something because because the fact that that palpatine would lose to maul is is based on the strength of what they did in the clone wars Mm -hmm. i think so um so yeah it's a real but this is over the weekend right like the the voting goes all weekend so um and then on monday yeah on the 28th it's yoda versus ahsoka Ahsoka needs your votes, guys. <laughs> yeah. Ahsoka needs Yoda's your votes. Yoda's a past
0: winner, so he's going to... Yeah,
1: exactly. Winner. Yeah, Yoda. Yoda's taken the whole thing before. Yeah. But um, I think it's going to end up being Obi-Wan versus Luke, which will be really interesting. And then I think it'll probably end up being Yoda versus Rey. Because mm-hmm. the next vote after that is Rey and Leia. Uh, on the Vader obviously defeated Jabba uh, uh, on Thursday. And then Palpatine versus Maul we just talked about. Kylo Ren versus Dooku is obviously going to be Kylo Ren, and Boba Fett versus Grievous is obviously going to be Boba Fett. So, um, yeah, so then we'll end up with Vader versus Maul, which will be interesting, but I think Vader will easily take that. And then Kylo Ren versus Boba Fett. That's going to be interesting. You know
0: what's funny about that is that, you know, the Vader versus Maul, and there's a potential we could see that actually come to fruition on screen <laughs> Is oh my goodness you know what I, mean?
1: I have not even thought about that yeah i, I mean, mean it's, a, e- it's a it's
0: a it's a out there you know it's not
1: yeah but yeah the I, you, you've seen you've seen the clip right yeah oh, i mean yeah. obviously we'll talk about it at the end of the episode probably we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves but i gotta talk about it right now just before we even get into anything else um the idea that darth maul doesn't consider himself a Sith anymore. If that's actually true, I mean he's a he was a Sith, so he could be lying. Mm-hmm. But uh, if he doesn't consider himself a Sith anymore, oh man, yeah, that is fascinating to me because he may be in the same sort of area that Ahsoka is in. Yeah, um, and Dave Filoni, I could kiss you on the mouth. <laughs> you are so good at this because I. <coughs> he already took Asajj Ventress from a bad guy to a good guy. Mm-hmm. If he does the same thing with Darth Maul and he aligns Darth Maul and Ahsoka okay. Tano's storylines so that they are foils for one another. I'm I like, man, that's it. That's it. Like, he, I don't know why he's not making actual movies. <laughs> it's
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess the general, public's loss in 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 him not making movies is our gain because we get to talk about star wars rebels and the clone wars so yeah. um so i shouldn't i shouldn't complain we'll, we'll, let's keep him right where he is yeah. so that we can keep uh talking about this awesome show yeah. but uh speaking of which let's get into let's get into all right topic.
0: let's do it do it to defeat your enemy
1: you have to understand that Everywhere we go, we run into those guys. He's sending us reinforcements. Sham Sindhulam, at your service. You're a princess. I feel
0: like because I can fight, I have to.
1: The Jedi are growing in their power. My gut tells me this is a trap. Is it wrong for me to fight? Growing your abilities are? You should have seen him in person. He was my master. The dark side, it pulls at him. Call me, Old Master. Hang on! I hate it when she says that. Ezra, don't! Ahsoka, why did you leave?
0: Let's kick off Mystery of Chopper Base. The Ghost is making uh, runs to their newly established base while Kanan and Ezra are hard at work with intense lightsaber training. Hera and Sabine look on as Kanan instructs his Padawan to keep his blade up. Ezra thinks he has his master beat, but Kanan points out he has already defeated him. He thinks the duel has ended in a tie, but his opponent reminds him there is no such thing. You lose, you die. Kanan states you win by surviving, not by killing an inquisitor. So, Mike, we open up. Um, they're doing some runs on the new on their new row of base, Antalon, I think is how you say it, yeah. um, which should be Dantwing, but that's another that's another gripe. Uh, so they're setting up the new base, and here's the thing too. Like this episode immediately started with familiar. Um, is part of the soundtrack of Star Wars. It was the I think the Moisture Farm track as you go deeper into it. It's like when the first time we see Luke, it has it. It opened yeah. up with that uh, familiar um, music, and that was kind of I love. I just love when when all episodes of like Clone Wars did that. I love it when Rebels does that. It just pulls me in a little more. Um, Kanan and Ezra, Mike uh, training, and they've done this a lot before. We've seen them, and we've seen Ezra grow throughout these two seasons especially during this training session and you know what like there was a there's something going on like you hinted at it when we started this episode about there's deep there's stuff deeper than just the main part of this episode about fortifying this base right there's some deep stuff going in here we'll get into that and some ominous stuff and this is kind of like the first part of it for me was these these two going at each other it was a little bit of anger there not anger but i mean there was at one point where ezra says um you know, since when are you my enemy? And it's like, oh, you know, and, and just the part of them yeah, kind the of arguing, foreshadowing. The foreshadowing, yeah. yeah I, I, they're setting it up. And this whole episode was like that. It was setting us up for things, kind of like, and they're doing it in, in a, um, they're kind of doing it on the download, right? You know what I mean? They're just like throwing these little hints at us. And that was yeah. that was the best part of these, this episode was catching those little tiny um, nuggets of, of foreshadowing. Yeah. I mean, what do you think?
1: Look, n- none of none of the story of this episode was important. Right, right. What was important was the the setup for the next episode. That's that's what. Yeah. That's what this whole episode was. Um, it was just there. There was because uh, like I, like I said at the beginning of this episode, going into it, I expected this to be a um, how do I put this? Like, just like a cookie cutter Saturday morning cartoon storyline, right? Right? Like, like what I saw in the previews was um, giant spider monsters attack, like right? Like new new secret base. Everybody's happy. Everything's great. Oh no! It turns out giant spider monsters. Spider monsters take one of our heroes back to their lair. Right. The rest of the heroes go out to rescue that hero and discover that actually spider monsters aren't killing them just putting them in egg sacks or something like that Mm -hmm. you know for later so we can rescue everybody save the day and everything will be fine um which is exactly what happens i i mean somewhat i mean they they save rex but i don't think they ever save no uh dicer do they no they never even care about her (laughs) She's just gone. I'm a little upset about that, but whatever. She was um, wearing so Dicer, red, Mike.
0: What do you think? You know?
1: Dicer got eaten by, She's by red. giant spiders. But um <laughs> But yeah, like it like this was very like paint by numbers. And and I was prepared to be annoyed by that. But what ended up happening was that we we didn't even pay attention to any of that. That wasn't important. Um what was important was everything else that was going on mm-hmm. the scene between Ezra and Canaan that we just talked about the scene with Ezra and um, and Zeb uh, is is I think so important and and such a great oh, yeah, scene yeah. Um, and the and the scene with Canaan and Hera at the end uh, is is obviously. Um, the foreshadowing oh. on that one is impossible. To oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and we'll talk about it when we get there, but, mm-hmm. but I think that, that this whole episode was built around those ideas. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that, they, the storyline in the background is just that a storyline in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really important is, is this is what's going on with our characters and, and our character moments. Um, So yeah, but overall, I like kind of a a bit of a throwaway episode. Yeah, for sure. But a throwaway episode that has some really great points. Yeah,
0: you know, there was just before you continue. Also, too, there at the very end of this scene, um, the look on Hera's face as she watches. She has this like look of anguish or fear or probably most most notably sadness, and that carries on throughout this episode. Her coming to terms with having to let things go and, and we'll talk about more, that more as we go on uh yeah. go ahead mike and continue all <clears>
1: right <throat> uh, here we go uh the crew lands at their base and Hera is unimpressed by kanan's lack of enthusiasm ap5 is still part of the crew and already bickering with chopper about the timeliness of their shipments as rex briefs the crew he points out that he that the scouts found a fresh water source Sensor markers will be placed around the perimeter of the base to alert them if anyone comes by unannounced. As Lieutenant Dicer of Phoenix Squadron is setting up a marker, a skittish, shelled creature scurries away from an oncoming threat, a Krikna spider.
0: So that, there was that one lone point of uh, comedy in this episode was the part where uh, Kanan looks to Hera and goes, yeah. Hey, this is my excited face. And he's kind of have this big, you know shooting green on his face you know it was, it was really funny and the lone part of comedy in this episode that was kind of funny uh, mike can you can you take this next uh paragraph and then i'll yeah. set up yeah yeah go ahead
1: uh, meanwhile kanan and hera discuss the crew's victory of establishing themselves as a successful rebel sector they have everything they need except the jedi and padawan they plan to leave as soon as ahsoka returns Cannon expresses his support of the larger rebellion but explains that none of that matters if he doesn't take care of his own important business the two are interrupted by news that lieutenant dicer never reported back from her scouting mission sabine and rex take the phantom to the north face to investigate i can't believe it's all finally coming together ships pilots a base
0: everything you need
1: Except you and Ezra. So, when do you leave? As soon as Ahsoka gets back. We can't run from the Inquisitors forever. I figured it was something like that, with all that training. Hera, what you've accomplished here is important. I understand that now, the need for us to be a part of a larger rebellion. I'm behind you, but none of it will matter if we don't do what we need to do. All sensors on the eastern face are in place. Good. Have all the pilots checked in? You know, I think
0: when I listen to this and this was like the first part or the first time I realized and and it happens a few more times in this episode where I'm thinking, Mike, I think, you know what? We're seeing potentially the last time all these all this whole group is going to be together, yeah, as they are and and it just kind of hits you like, oh my goodness, this is it. You know, this is the last time that that we're gonna say. It. And it, like I said, it hits on two more times at least for me on this episode, where where they're reinforcing that, like, hey, get, you know, enjoy this now because we probably won't see them ever again. So that was yeah. like a huge thing. And, and to hear Harris <laughs> say, you know, she's struggling with this, and she's been struggling with it. Like I said in the beginning, when you see her face, and she's kind of worried about what's gonna happen. And even here she says. Um, you know, everything is, everything, Canaan says, you know, everything is here. Everything is, what what we need is here. Everything's coming to fruition. You know, it's been two seasons of getting to this point And then she just says, Hey, you know, everything's here except for you and Ezra. And it, it's this whole family dynamic. They've, they've bonded together over the last couple of seasons. And, and, and she, almost, she's kind of sensing that, that this is the last time she may, she might see, uh, Canaan and Ezra. So it's a, it's a, you know, kind of a heart wrenching kind of, Kind of moment right there So and, yeah. and it happens Like you said Again there's a big Obviously a big part When they When they uh, get together At the very end But uh, yeah. Did you get that vibe As far as As far as like Wow this is the last time We're going to see them together
1: Well this is <clears throat> This is very much um, uh, The beginning of Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. Right um, Oh yeah Good point They're on their new base Yeah um, <clears throat> One of their scouts Has been taken by a Mysterious creature um and uh and and pretty soon the team's gonna split up. They're gonna have to split up for whatever reason mm-hmm. and uh, and the Jedi are gonna go one way and the rest of the heroes are gonna go the other. And <clears throat> as we know, uh Luke leaves to go train with Yoda, and by the time that Luke comes back, he's not Luke anymore mm-hmm. right? He's a he's a different person. he's he's completely changed. And um, and obviously, what happens to Han and Leia uh, changes them as well. So <clears throat> that's what we're that's what we're on the cusp of here. Uh, whatever's going to happen in this next episode in the season finale is going to have significant repercussions on on mm-hmm. the story of of Star Wars rebels. and and I think that, that um, this episode, like, like I've been saying, is just all set up for that. Yeah. It's just them letting us know where this is going. And, and I do think that, that there's a good potential for uh, for Ezra to, to fall to the dark side. I do think that there's a good potential for Kanan to not make it out of it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for Ahsoka to not make it out of it, somebody's not coming back. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, they're going <clears throat> up against Vader at the height of his power. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's
0: uh, that's a great analogy. Is the Empire Strikes Back? It really is. It has yeah. that feel to it, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's huge. Uh, Zeb is enjoying fresh air and privacy in his own private bunker of crates. Uh, posters and rock music. Uh, Ezra wearily tells his friend that he will be leaving and doesn't know when or even if they will be back. But Zeb is sure of it. The two enjoy a poignant moment with the Al- Atalon sunset as Zeb's blurry music as their soundtrack. And this is a scene where at first I was like, just totally brought out of the episode. I'm like, what in the world? I've never seen something like this in Star Wars. This is kind of, is this out of place? And then all of a sudden it just made so much sense because the context yeah. of this scene. Is again reinforcing how this is going to be the last time that these two might see each other again in this particular yeah. buddy buddy thing. It's kind of like one of those Anakin Kenobi in Revenge of the Sith. Kind of like, hey, you know, you know, when they said goodbye to each other early on in the in the in the uh, movie. Uh, it just again, Mike is setting up that context about uh, not seeing them again. So, what do you think? Did you think this episode, or this uh, particular scene, was kind of out of place, or? Was it did it work for you? It
1: it was there there was there was definitely a little bit of, of um of of weirdness in my initial introduction to it. Yeah. But um there's a there's a funny thing that that Star Wars fans tend to do, which is that if we haven't already seen it in the Star Wars Galaxy, we're uh quick to dismiss it or something. I don't know. Yeah, we're against, against it. it. We're yeah. automatically against it. Like, that's not in one of the movies. There's no rock music in one of and then, And then you stop and you go, okay, first of all, that's not true. There is rock music in one of the movies because there's rock music in Return of Return the Jedi. Of Jedi yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it's, like, like it. rocks. it's called Jedi Rocks. Yeah, it's called Jedi Rocks, <laughs> and that is rock music. Yeah. It's rock music with a little bit of a weird bent to it, but this is rock music with a bit of a weird bent to it as well. Um and it, the thing that I thought was really funny is that that was very obviously an homage to Top Gun because that oh, yeah, that yeah. music was a version of the Top Gun theme. Mm-hmm. It totally was. And that sunset and that moment, like I haven't watched Top Gun in a little while, but I'll bet you anything if I sat down and I watched Top Gun that I could find a moment that I could find a moment that that was supposed to be reminiscent of. Um sort of a, a, a Goose and Maverick moment but like that, that music was was straight up there's a moment in it that that <coughs> excuse me um, that is almost like note for note out of the Top Gun theme um, and I'm not talking about Danger Zone I'm talking about the actual theme from the movie Top Gun mm-hmm. um, the actual like score um, <clears throat> which is a totally underrated score by the way Top Gun has awesome music, yeah, wall to wall. Top Gun's an awesome movie. Uh, for our younger listeners who've never watched the film Top Gun, um, you probably shouldn't because you'll walk away from it thinking that it was cheesy and stupid. But for us that were, you know, I, 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 the the correct I, I generation to enjoy that movie, that is one of the best movies ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, it it it. it, it it was it was a little bit weird to hear that music uh, I in the beginning, but then I I don't know I ended up actually really really liking yeah. that scene. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, it turned
0: out for me too, for sure. Like you said, it was just that initial yeah. part. You're like, whoa! But then when you think about it and you watch it again, you're like, okay, okay. It totally makes sense. It's,
1: it's a big galaxy, yeah, and yeah. they're allowed to have a variety of music. It's not. <laughs> have a, there's uh, no there isn't a rule, right? Yeah. Like.
0: No. Yeah. uh, The only thing I wish they would have done was maybe if they had their shirts off playing volleyball. But other than that, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Let's continue. Go ahead, Mike.
1: (laughs) Uh, Oh, sorry. Uh, Whoops. I hit the wrong button. Uh, Where are
0: we? Let me go, and then you can take the next Sure. Go ahead. Back on the north face, Sabine and Rex discover that Lieutenant Dicer disappeared while placing a sensor. Then the beast emerges. The duo begin blasting and call for backup. Sabine is knocked over, and Rex is grabbed by the creature's spindly legs. The Mandalorian fights back, blasting spiders left and right. As she stands near the marker, the beasts retreat. She's rescued by the ghost crew just in time. They need to locate their missing clone captain. So at first I didn't realize, like, why are they, you know, afraid of these markers? It didn't make any sense, Then, then it kind of dawned on me, like, I guess it's the frequency that kind of messes with their brain. Uh, I didn't mm-hmm. catch that in the in the initial part, and I kept thinking, like, "Why? what's the deal with these markers? I don't get it. But I'm assuming it's just the fact that the frequency, uh, kind of like, I don't know, maybe like a dog whistle or something, that only these spiders can maybe feel or hear, and it's messing with their brains, and it's causing them to retreat. I don't know. I can't really yeah. think of anything else. You got anything else, Mike, on that?
1: No, yeah. There, there's something about the sensors. There's a frequency in the sensors that is causing... I some sort of problem yeah um so yeah yeah i
0: they talk about yeah. dicer but like yeah. said, she's she's already gone i don't i kind can't of, yeah. kind of, don't care about her anymore she was a red shirt so she didn't matter anyway uh go ahead mike and then i'll set up here
1: <clears throat> yeah uh the crew enters a dark cave in search of wrecks and uh, and they're crawling enemies as the Jedi's lightsabers light the way, Kanan suggests he and Ezra split up. Harris sternly disagrees. We've got to get used to not having them around. Uh, uh oh that. Ch- yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, sorry. Just the way that this is re- that that this is phrased. Kanan suggests he and Ezra split up. I would say Kanan and Ezra. Kanan suggests that he and Ezra go on their own. Um, just so that so that that's really clear Okay. Um, Hera sternly disagrees we've got to get used to not having them around she explains privately to the others uh, the Jedi duo quickly come upon a spider as Kanan prepares to attack Ezra has a better idea Ezra wants to try and connect with it but his plan doesn't go as expected Krikna cannot be tamed by the force we need to split up Ezra go with Hera No.
0: Ezra, stay with Kanan. Sabine, Zeb with me.
1: Let's go. Shouldn't we have a Jedi on each team?
0: We've got to get used to not having them around.
1: Let me try to connect with it. I think so. Trust me, I got this. more common sense i had common sense before you started
0: teaching <clears throat> so you hear these two at the very end of this mic and they're arguing and mm-hmm. this kind of goes to what i was saying in the, in the beginning of this episode um ezra fails to like emotionally connect or with the force with these with the krikna and kanan kind of comes at him pretty hard you know he's like He's kind of yelling at him, and Ezra yells right yeah. back. So yeah. they're starting to be this, like, friendly... They're Obviously, they're really good. They're really tight. They're really close. Um, but it was kind of like, you know, the kind of like the Anakin-Obi-Wan thing where Anakin wasn't afraid to voice his opinion and voice some of the problems he had. And this yeah. is the same thing that Ezra's starting to do. So you, you see that. Here we go again, like, where they're setting up something here. And, and I love the fact that... Here is Hera. She's also saying that uh, we talked about this a second ago, like she's got to get used to not having Kanan around or Ezra having no Jedi around. So they're on their own. And there's a look that Sabine has on this particular scene where she even has a look like they kind of close up on her and her face. And she's also coming to realization too, like, wow, we're not going to have them around uh, to help us out anymore. So we have to do this. So uh, even and, and Jeb gets in on it too, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, should we have a Jedi on one of these teams? I mean, what's going on here? You know, we were supposed to do that. So, um, a lot of stuff, a lot of, again, more foreshadowing, I think, as far as, uh, Kenan and Ezra go, what do you think, Mike?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, there, there's a, there, there there's, uh, Hera is, is absolutely right. They need to get used to not having them around because it could mm-hmm. be a very long time before they all see each other. And this is what happens in Star Wars when the group splits up. And yeah, we've had little moments of like, you go that way. We'll go this way. But this is, I think the, really the first time that the Jedi specifically have gone off on a mission on their own. that they, they may never see the others again. Like they've gone to the, the Jedi temple and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But it's like, we're going to go to the Jedi temple. That's and uh, we'll be back. Right? right. This is like, we're going to go do this. Um, and, and we're not sure if, if you'll ever see us again, right? So, right. Um, very, very different attitudes, very, very different attitudes too, to what, right. it, what it has been previously.
0: Yeah, and, and this, this particular scene kind of, with the spiders, you kind of get this, um, I guess, alien vibe, and we've kind of seen that before, I believe, yeah. in the Clone Wars, too. So, uh, I'll continue. The rest of the crew discovers several shells belonging to the Skittish Dogma. They continue to see Fling from the Krikna. The group deduces they must be preyed on by the beast. A familiar voice shouts, It's Rex! He's been pinned up in the cave. Rex is rescued, but the crew still needs to escape the crawlers. Made angrier that their prisoner was taken from them. Cain um, and Ez return, slicing the creature's head with their sabers. They're able to successfully leave the cave, and Chopper pulls through with the ghost. But they can't leave that easily. The Kriknah have glued the ghost to the ground with their webs, they have to use their ship's blasters to take them out. So the Krikna, um, again, uh, we've seen, I've uh, probably said this on every episode now, heavily influenced by Ralph McQuarrie's vision of, I believe, the some kind of spider-type thing on, on Dagobah, if I remember correctly. Uh, and it's funny, when you watch the Rebels recon, they said, you know, you're supposed to have eight legs, but it's just too hard to do eight legs. So we did six. I thought that was kind yeah. of funny. They kind of take these... Uh, these um, stuff from a quarry, and if it's just too much to do as far as as far as animating, they kind of alter it just a little bit, and, and ultimately it doesn't make who care six legs, eight legs, whatever. Yeah, um, they're aliens. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I thought it was that was kind of funny when they, when he said that about how they animated the uh, Krkna, but yeah, it's kind definitely definitely an alien vibe. You know, they're they're holed up as they're resting. Uh, you know, they didn't eat Rex right away. They were kind of saving him or whatever and very yeah. tough to kill. I, I, obviously you have to hit him multiple times in the eye or try to get him in the eye, which is just tough. So um, go ahead, Mike. You want to keep going or you got anything you want to add to this?
1: Uh, no, no. I mean like this is just sort of, uh, I, uh, the, I guess the one thing that I'll say is um <laughs> It bugged me enough that the blasters... And this this constantly happens in Rebels. Mm-hmm. I, it happened in Clone Wars as well. But <clears throat> the idea that there are these creatures that are very resistant to blaster bolts. Mm-hmm. Every creature in the Star Wars galaxy is resistant to blaster bolts, according to uh, this crew, according to, to those who are making Rebels and, and Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I will remind everybody of... I, I, the moment in Attack of the Clones where I, the the, the reek gets blasted in the head and dies, mm-hmm. right? Like like, oh yeah yeah. <laughs> Django shoots it in the face and it dies. Right. Um, I mean, Mace Windu chops off one of the horns and it keeps going, but it just makes it more angry. But but Django hits it, I think maybe twice, in the head and it dies. They're animals, and they're like, yes, the creatures are creatures. Um, And yes, you know, a wampa is really big, but I'm pretty sure if you hit it in the face with a blaster, there's a pretty good chance you're going to kill it, right? Like,. Um, maybe a, a body shot might slow it down. It might take a couple in order to take it out because yeah, like big animals like like grizzly bears or or moose or or um, you know like a rhino or whatever. Like uh, and and there was just recently I, a video I didn't click on the video but I saw a link on Facebook of an elephant that got shot by I don't know if it was like a poacher or game hunter or whatever. And uh, and they, these dudes were posing with it, and it got up. Um, <laughs> Look out! Because you know it's an elephant, and if you don't, you know you shoot it in one spot, uh, that might not necessarily put it down for good. Um, not that anybody should ever be shooting at elephants or rhinos at all. Uh, but um, but yeah, like I, it it just. I said this to Crystal when we were watching it. It's really lazy to me. It's really, really lazy writing to just be like, and they're impervious to blasters, right? Um, (laughs) It's just, it it raises the stakes in an unbelievable way where I'm just like, I don't care. We know they're going to get away. We know that nobody's going to die at the hands of an evil spider, Mm -hmm. right? Nobody that we care about. Dicer, yeah, Dicer's dead, but... Um, That doesn't really matter because Dicer is not important to the story. Dicer doesn't affect the galaxy. Right. But the rest of our heroes do. They're going to die at the hands of Inquisitors or Vader or, you know, sacrificing themselves to save the rest of the crew from from a real threat, not from spiders. Right. I was willing to forgive it because there's obviously precedent for it, Um in in star wars that you know like the the fear knocks were also fairly impervious to blasters the that creature from that last step from from the not the last episode but the one with with zeb and and um callus oh yeah right um i don't remember what it what it was called like the dinosaur. But, uh, what
0: the hell is that? yeah yeah yeah
1: the, the the big dinosaur thing with the saw face mm-hmm. um uh, uh, ax face i should say not saw um those ones, at least, that made a little bit more sense to me. Like, those are animals from <clears throat> a very harsh climate that I... Uh, and they were really, really big. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Uh, I, my allergies are acting up. Um, I've got a lot of phlegm this morning. <laughs> I, I <clears throat> But, um, but wait, like, these are just spiders. You should be able to just step on them. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was with okay it with it up until the point that they get back in the ship. And like the webbing is fine, they got to deal with the webbing. The spiders are all over it; they're overwhelming them. That's fine. I'm sorry, but there should not be an animal in the Star Wars galaxy, save for maybe the Zillow Beast, that should be able to withstand two hits from a blaster cannon on a on a on a ship. Mm-hmm. That same cannon. Takes out Tie Fighters in one shot. Well, that's what, I'm, that's what
0: I was going to say too. Is I think it was wasn't it um, Sabine or, or Ezra that were shooting or uh, yeah. Zeb that were shooting at with the main cannons of the Ghost, and they still weren't going down.
1: That you was too saying? much. That was yeah. too much. Um, that these things are are have godlike powers. Like th- yeah. that 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 was really sloppy writing in my opinion. Like that that is is. Giving these stupid spider creatures way more credit than they're due—that mm-hmm. um, they can resist blaster cannons. Yeah, like a blaster pistol, yeah, sure, whatever. But a blaster cannon,
0: yeah, that's wow. like
1: saying that that an elephant could stand up to, uh, like a missile. And it's like <laughs> that is not the case. If you yeah. hit an elephant with a missile, you get elephant parts everywhere. Yeah, right. Like th- there's no animal on earth that could resist that um that that could that could shrug off the amount of impact that that a blaster cannon uh uh gives off um either that or the ghost is just a piece of junk and it and it can't (laughs) do anything and tie fighters are even worse but i find that really hard to believe yeah um yeah, I so, think yeah, a type like, fighter. Yeah. It that really really broke the the fourth wall for me. It really like it, it co- kind of dashed my suspension of disbelief and I just sat there going like, "Okay, just get it over with."
0: Yeah.
1: Um which thankfully they kind of do, but it just I don't know. There there was a better way to write that sequence um that, you know, like they're like you take out one with the blaster cannon, make them highly intelligent that's scarier than them being indestructible
0: mm-hmm. right? right like make right. them
1: highly intelligent and that would that would do it right um so that you hit one with the blaster cannon it explodes and spider parts go everywhere and then the rest of them avoid the cannons they avoid the firing arcs on on the the ghost and they hide in its blind spots of which it has many so yeah like you do something like that and uh, and and i think that you're much better off
0: um, yeah, well, you, I think you mentioned it, too, is like the there's make them smart because they were kind of smart because they did the web thing. They, they tied the ghost down yeah. uh, to the ground with their web. So uh, that would probably been a better way to go. But but again, this is one of those episodes where this was kind of like the uh, just the filler part of it. You know, this was getting us to the points yeah. that we're going to talk about. Um, I'll continue the Krikna break through the ship's doors. Rex keeps the big one at bay while the rest of the crew go outside with blasters in hand. Kanan and Ezra force-push Sabine flying through the air to get to the sensor marker. She nearly escapes the clutches of a Krikna and grabs onto a marker. It is her safe passage back to the ghost. Ezra and Kanan get to work cutting the webs with their lightsabers. The crew escapes, but Rex is reluctant, reluctant to tell Commander Sato that the new base may not be what they hoped. No, it took everything we had just to find this place. I'm not ready to give it up, Harris states. Don't worry, I'll handle it. So uh, just the, the part that, again, it shows Canaan and Ezra and them working together to get Sabine over to the marker, that was pretty cool. That's, again, they've done this many times before, so uh, it was cool to see them force, push sabine all the way over to the mark, market I, they actually they actually went overboard a little bit they kind of threw her too far which is kind of funny she said like, whoa 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 so she went a, little, went a little too far but it was cool uh i like when they when they use their their force powers on each other like we we don't really see that but in this rebels up yeah we i don't think i'm trying to think if we ever saw that in the movies and not really uh um, somebody using somebody else so yeah that was yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it, it is definitely very, um, very different. Specific to these two, seems like. Yeah,
0: yeah. so. Um, but other than that, go ahead, Mike. We'll finish it up and we'll talk about what's ending here.
1: Yeah. Uh, when they return safely to the ground, surrounded by markers, Sabine imparts some wisdom to Kanan about Harris' feelings. Though she supports his decision to leave, he's still walking out on her. Kanan approaches her. The Twi'lek initially acts cold, but then softens. Kanan reassures her that they will see each other again. Ezra makes one last attempt to connect with the Krikna. No such luck. Then finally Ahsoka returns. Ahsoka explains to Ezra that in her experience, just when you think you understand the force, you find out how little you actually know. She tells the Padawan it's time to leave. Fine, I guess we won't be friends. See, the base is coming along nicely. Yeah, um, these creatures almost ruined it, though. No matter what I do, I can't seem to connect with them. In my experience, just when you think you understand the Force, you find out how little you actually know. I don't think I ever understood the Force to begin with. We should get going.
0: Talk about an ending, and you know they've they've done this before with the Clone Wars when Ahsoka left. It, it was just a different ending than we're not, when we're used to. When it goes out with the quiet Imperial March uh, yeah. theme, and it was kind of hinted or uh, kind of sprinkled in throughout that clip there as you heard it. Uh, there's a couple of things going on here. First of all, um, let's get to Kanan and Hera and that last embrace that we saw. Well at least that's what i'm thinking. i'm thinking this is the last time. and again, if anybody out there is not already convinced that these two are an item or a couple, come on. i mean, this is here they're just throwing it in our face now. even though they haven't said it, they haven't they haven't said anything in the episodes um as far as confirming it. i mean, come on. you yeah. can't get any more confirmation than this. i mean, she is She's really struggling. Like, like I said, this whole episode, she's been struggling with him leaving, and, and he's finally getting ready to leave, and she's having a hard time with it. And this is the first time we've kind of seen Hera in this vulnerable state. Yeah. And I actually liked it. I like seeing that. Um, so that was one of the first things that that we'll talk about here, Mike. And then the second thing was, again, Ezra. And he tries to reconnect with, with the Krikna. And I wasn't – at first I'm like, why is he – he's struggling with like why can't he connect with this thing? and I don't know why they wanted us to see this again, but yeah. I'm thinking maybe maybe we're seeing it like he can't connect because he's starting to get that that dark side influence and is blocking his ability to to connect that's like his um you know light side of the force thing to do, and maybe this darkness that's starting to creep in is having is getting in the way of that. I don't know that's just something that that uh Kind of came at me as I was watching it the second time. Uh, I'm not sure. It's just one of the one of the theories that I'll throw out there. But a lot of stuff going on in this in this last part. Mike, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think I don't know. I I think that there's an element to it, and and Dave Filoni talks about it in the Rebels Recon that they there are um, there are things in the Force that that are just sort of beyond. It's beyond Ezra's comprehension, right? So. The creatures that Ezra can connect with uh if you kind of look at it, it's been mostly like they've been mammals right or or you know we assume they're mammalian in some way right true uh, right. the loth cats obviously uh very you know a uh, uh, very mundane creature a cat right mm-hmm. just a, a star Wars space cat um whales. With the whales, yeah, with the 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 uh, the, the space whales, yeah, um, and uh, with uh, and, Fear and Noc- with the Fearnox, which were yeah. which seemed kind of bat-like, right? So they're right. kind of mammalian as well. True. So I think that that what you're seeing there is Ezra's ability to connect with that specific understanding. Um, that, that, that his empathy reaches to those creatures, especially to the, to the whales, um, because they were, they seemed highly intelligent. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then here you see him trying to connect with, uh, with, with a creature that is much, much more alien than that. That, They, he doesn't understand He can't, he can't understand what their motivations or, or what they are. And, and the other part of it is that it was alluded to that they're, they're ancient, that this is an ancient creature. And they, that it's, it's understanding of the, of the galaxy is different than Ezra's understanding of the galaxy because of the, that gulf of time. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, I, 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 I get it. Like, I, I totally understand why he's unable to connect I think one of the one of the things that's going on here is that we're pointing out that Ezra Ezra has a really hard time with um with the limits of his abilities. Uh he gets frustrated really quickly. Yes. And true. that yeah. and that frustration can quickly lead to anger. anger and he's yeah. also very dismissive of the lessons. That come from his teachers, um, and that happens right here at the end, where where Ahsoka says, "I find that that the more you think you understand the Force, the more you discover how little you actually know," and and that's a very that's a very Taoist idea. And Ezra's response is actually very Taoist. If he could understand his own perspective, but I think it's actually one of the keys to his ability to use the force. I think it's also the key to Ray's ability to use the force as well as Luke's the, um, it's, it's that lack of understanding that stops them from thinking it's impossible. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, there's an innocence and a naivete that they, they can do it. That allows them to do it. And you see the opposite with Luke and Empire with with moving the the X-Wing, right? You Mm -hmm. see, like, I mean, with destroying the Death Star and and sort of his inherent ability, you see what I'm talking about. But but then it's sort of the counterpoint to it is when he when he says, I don't believe it. And Yoda says that is why you fail. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's the reason why he was too old to begin the training, and and all of these sorts of things, is that like he has a he has a perspective on the world, and Ezra's perspective on the world, uh, is is very naive and it's very open, and I think it's one of the things that leaves him open to the Force, and open to to his abilities with the Force, um, and why he can can connect with a lot of these animals, but. But, you know, uh, there now there's a certain expectation, and that might be part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that might be part of the reason why there could be a connection to light side, dark side, and these creatures. Um, there's a there's an interesting aspect to, uh, and this is all legend stuff, but Vergier in in the the um the uh, New Jedi Order books. Refers to the to the the difference between the light side and the dark side, and good and evil. Um, that they are not necessarily the same thing, and that um, the light side does not necessarily mean good, and the dark side does not necessarily mean evil. Um, and and I and and I think that there's an element to that here where these creatures might be a little bit more in in the vein of the dark side but that doesn't mean that they are evil creatures they're animals they do what they do and and part of what they do is is kill just like all animals Mm -hmm. right um there's sort of it's sort of the 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 natural order of things right so uh there there's a there's an aspect of that going on there as well i think but but really, at the end of the day, I think it's just that there's such a disconnect between these creatures and Ezra's way of thinking and I think one of Ezra's biggest problems is that he doesn't have he doesn't have the emotional maturity to be able to see things from another point of view and mm-hmm. that's uh, that is a thing that that you know obviously uh, uh, Yoda and obi-wan and and I think Kanan as well mm-hmm. Um, they they're able to to do that too, and uh, I mean it's what makes Obi Wan the negotiator, right? Is that he's able to step into another person's shoes and talk his way through a situation, rather than what uh, Anakin uh, and some of the other Jedi do, which is to simply fight. Yeah. Um. And 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 I think that that Obi Wan gets that from Yoda, and uh, that is a that is a perspective that Yoda passes on to to uh to Kanan as well, and 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 I think that there's a there's a there's a through line there, mm-hmm. um, uh, and and I think we saw it with Kanan in 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 that Jedi Temple episode uh when he encounters the Inquisitor and and uh, it uh, was that Shroud of Darkness, Shroud uh, of Darkness, yeah, yeah I Kanan by the end of that encounter realizes that fighting isn't the way to solve the problem mm-hmm. that that he needs to stop and then only then can he will he pass that trial and he does and and that's why he becomes a jedi knight ezra's not there ezra doesn't understand that that there is another perspective there's always another perspective um they, they. He thinks that the world works the way that he thinks it works, and and that's not necessarily true. So, I, I don't know. I think there's a lot you can read a lot into Ezra's character based on mm-hmm. uh, the way that he acts in this episode.
0: You said, you said, and I, and it makes perfect sense. And you said uh, Ezra is. Uh, you didn't say frustrated. Frustrated. What is it, w- word you used um, that leads to anger? Uh,
1: yeah no I no I said I think I did say frustrated yeah did you say okay yeah
0: because that yeah. that's exactly um, that's exactly right he's frustrated and the, maybe sowing the or you know kind of laying the ground the foundation for why he could potentially if he does fall to that dark side what's yeah. going on and and although this episode again this is another one we talked about how episodes are fillers and th- even though there's a lot there's been a few of these episodes in this season that have been fillers. There's always something in it that you can pull out that that um, whether it's deep down, whether it's just fun stuff, whether it's um, new revelations and, or, or stuff like this episode where it's these the, the tension and, and the small conflicts that between the characters that that make an episode that would normally be just a throwaway episode, you can find something in it that that goes towards a greater part of the story. And I think this was one of those episodes where they really did that really well, where they're just setting up a lot of this stuff to where, again, this is one of those episodes we might look back on after this season and in future seasons where we go, man, that was the last time we saw that whole gross a uh, ghost crew together as a unit. So yeah, uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, before we get to next time, uh, just real quick, uh, as far as like notifications and, and getting, getting in touch with us, um, we got the big season finale coming up, and maybe what we'll do is uh, Mike on on whether it's Twitter or Facebook, or whatever, yeah. put like a hashtag out there like, hey, ask, go go to at Rebels podcast, or we'll hashtag something Rebels podcast as far as just. Give us any questions you have any feelings yeah um, whatever on this final episode because let's face it everybody's been waiting for this since we saw it in the beginning like we know when we were going here everybody's been waiting for this episode so I'm sure you guys that are listening are gonna have some thoughts on this last episode so we'll probably we'll, we'll definitely put something out on the on the Twitter and Facebook pages yeah, as far as I, yeah
1: and and I think I uh, here actually we do we do have a little bit of feedback I there, there was a um, Max Simmons mm-hmm. tweeted at me, uh, but he just tweeted oh, yeah, at, yeah. at you and I, right. not at the Rebels podcast. Uh, with the you always change the subject when i start winning uh, which is something that uh, Ezra bridger, bridger says and he says ominous to say the least <laughs> um yeah, there you go and, and yeah like that, that sort of ties into a lot of what we were talking about so yeah we we do we love to talk to you guys um and obviously uh, the the email uh rebels podcast gmail.com is is the easiest way um but Twitter is also a great way um, to have a conversation and to let us know what you thought. Um, yeah, what should we hashtag? What, what We need a hashtag. Yeah, because uh, that will
0: be easy to collect and find yeah, any questions. Um, we'll, we'll have to figure that out. Um, hashtag, we should probably talk about it now since this is the last one. People will be listening to it. Yeah. Uh, it could be just something as simple as just hashtagging. Uh,
1: what's the episode called it's called it's
0: twilight of the apprentice yeah um, um so you can hashtag i don't know what do you want to do rebels or something a rebel yeah, podcast
1: just, maybe yeah just just uh, well you can tweet at rebels well, podcast at, or if, yeah. i guess if you just hashtag rebels podcast that's probably the simplest mm-hmm. um yeah just hashtag rebels podcast um and and let us know uh, what you thought of the season finale of season two as a whole. You can also email us rebels podcast at gmail.com. Um, that's a great way. And you can also send us messages through our Facebook page, which some, some folks do. So true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Either you have all those options to, to give us feedback for sure. Yeah. We love to hear from you guys.
0: Yeah, we're definitely on this next episode. Next time on Star Wars Rebels. It is the finale, Twilight of the Apprentice, two parts one and two. After gaining information about the Sith, Kanan, Ezra, and Ahsoka battle the Inquisitors with the help of a new ally. But are overmatched when vader arrives and here's a quick little tease a sith
1: temple we're here to find knowledge what kind of knowledge the forbidden kind on the season finale of star wars rebels you're sith. this is the event call me that will Sith Holocron's are key is change that can open many doors everything
0: No, no, that's not what I wanted The Season Finale brand new next Wednesday at 9 on Disney XD So, there you go a little taste of what's coming up and again we talked about this earlier this is going to put you know, like you mentioned about Darth Maul and how he started in, in The Phantom Menace and we're, we've already seen a a shift in his character, and I think this is going to be another episode where it's going to put him, uh, it's going to put him way up there again. I mean, we're going to see this character in a totally different light after this episode. From what little I've gotten as far as teases, Mike, I think we're gonna we're gonna again totally change the way we feel about this character. This yeah. is going to be a breakout thing for him, I think. So. Man, I can't wait for this episode. This is going to be so great. I can't wait to talk about this oh, and check it out. It's going to be Man, so great. It's going to be Yeah, it's going to yeah. be great. So
1: that is what's coming up, Mike. But that's, we'll do it for this episode. Yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, you can head to RebelsPodcast.com to keep up to date with all the latest Star Wars Rebels news. Tim does an awesome job of making sure you guys need, know what you need to know. Uh, nice. And, uh, and you know, uh, episode clips, uh, descriptions, uh, all sorts of news over there at rebelspodcast.com. Uh, you can also head to thundercrack.com and check out the other podcasts in the Thunderquack Podcast Network, of which we are uh, proud to be a part. Um, and uh, check out Star Wars Saga Continues. That's, that's Tim's podcast. Tim and Kyle do that one. Um, but you can also check out some of the other ones. we got Doctor Who. we got uh, uh, Arrow. We've got... Uh, 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 x Files. There's all sorts of podcasts over there. So go yeah. go to thunderquack.com. Check that out. Um, and uh, and of course you can head to patreon.com/thunderquack to uh, to support us. And uh, we've just revamped everything. We just launched our new uh, reward tiers so uh things have changed a lot over at patreon.com thunderquack if you have looked at it before and you thought eh, i not it's not really something for me right now um give it another look he- head back there check it out again uh and see i uh, see if if it's not a little bit more to your liking we've got um the Things have gotten cheaper. Uh, it's now instead of five dollars to get into the Facebook group, the the exclusive uh, patreon Facebook group. it is now one dollar. so basically everybody gets gets added to that group um, that that wants to be. Um, As long as you're supporting us on Patreon. And uh, uh, at $5, you get an audio uh, MP3 of the roundtable of our monthly roundtable, which you can also catch for free on YouTube. But uh, but people have been asking for an MP3, and uh, and and there it is. So you guys can get the MP3 over uh, uh, at Patreon.com/thunderquack uh, by just donating five dollars. And starting in April, we will be doing a monthly Thunderquack podcast uh, that I will be hosting, where we basically round up the the month's geeky news. And uh, and and then uh, that is exclusive to Patreon supporters at the $10 level um, awesome. to get access to that. So uh, that that'll be a great way to hear about everything. So uh, in the next, uh, or, or I should say in our first episode, we'll be talking about, uh, about Ghostbusters. We'll be talking about Batman v Superman. We will be talking about the Captain America Civil War trailer. Um, and just a lot of other cool geeky news, um, that, uh, that, that, that you guys will enjoy hearing about, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah. head to patreon.com thunderquack to get access to that stuff, um, and, uh, and 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 uh, we thank everybody who does support us. Of course, we've also got our monthly roundtable coming up. It'll it's actually on this Monday, uh, seven p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. It is a Batman v Superman uh, spoiler cast roundtable. So we're gonna be diving deep into Batman v Superman, which I just saw last night. I loved it. Um, Amanda's also going to be on the spoiler cast. She also loved it. I uh, thought it was awesome. Um, and, uh, despite it's really bad reviews, I think that it's a really great movie. I, I think, <laughs> I think it has a lot of problems, but, uh, but I also think that it's a great movie and you'll hear lots more about that on the round table, uh, on, on, uh, what is that? That's the 28th, um, at 7 p.m. Uh, pacific standard time so uh so join us live for that youtube.com slash ThunderQuack podcast network it's a mouthful but uh (laughs) but it'll get you there or just head to ThunderQuack.com and you'll you'll be able to find links there um but uh that does it for us this week um we will be back in one week with the season finale of star wars rebels for season two Twilight of the Apprentice. We'll catch you guys next week. See you next week.